0: I took a course. Within about three weeks of taking that course, I started building the course and I actually was I selling the program before it was completely finished. And within about a month of taking that course, I already had students. We were monetized within a month on YouTube and now we have over 50,000 subscribers and we have a whole content team now who does in-house, who does all of that. <laughs>
1: Hey guys, welcome to the Courses and Funnels podcast. I'm here today with uh, Dylan Jaras, who has an amazing online coaching program helping people start Etsy Etsy stores. She's on track for eight figures in her first 12 months, which is absolutely crazy. Um, So Dylan, uh, welcome to the podcast. Super excited to have you on.
0: Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yes, um, I haven't gotten to talk much about this side of the business before. I'm really excited to talk more about this today.
1: Same. Same. Awesome. Well, I gave you a little bit of an intro, but I guess tell everyone a little bit about you, kind of your story, what you're doing.
0: Yeah. My background is actually corporate e-commerce. I work for some big companies here in the US. And then I married someone in the military. I had to start all over because we're moving all the time. I started an Etsy shop, became very successful. Um, That was about seven years ago. And now I teach Etsy sellers how to scale their businesses. And it's been wild organic growth in the last 13 months. Um, we have about 1600 students and it's a high ticket course coaching program.
1: Incredible. That, that's so awesome. Yeah. So what's the current price point or kind of like spectrum of pi- price points for the program? Yeah. Is it like an office stack? What does that look like?
0: Yeah. So now, um, you know, we're really in that 3K to 15K range, depending on the level mm-hmm. of support that the person's looking mm-hmm. for, but we really customize it for people.
1: Yeah. So, so uh, obviously, you know, the the more expensive it is, you would have uh, like coaching programs, like one-to-one coaching calls, and then the, the lower ticket would have it. none of that. Or kind of how do you price these?
0: Yeah. So the way we structure it, we actually started, um, it's so funny because my whole goal was to replace my Etsy um, income with this. So I wanted to make like 40 K per month, maybe when I started the program and we did that in like the first month, <laughs> but, um, yeah. we basically, you know, we started off just selling a course and then added on a coaching element and it is group coaching. So it's in a forum on Kajabi we Use Kajabi. And we use, um, it's like 24, seven coaching. We always respond within 24 hours. We do a lot of loom video coaching for their specific, um, businesses. And then we have zoom calls twice a week now as well. So our coaching team, we have 11 people on the coaching team. It's an international team. Um, and we have about twenty-five people in the company now.
1: Wow! Well, wow! That's huge, incredible. So, so I'm I'm keen to dive into exactly how you kind of got this off the ground. So, so tell us you were you're obviously doing Etsy stores at a time, and you're like, okay, I want to replace my Etsy c- income with an online course. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I guess how did you go about creating the course in the process and kind of launching it?
0: Yeah. So, I actually took a course to learn how to build the back end of the course. I had no idea if it was gonna be high ticket or low ticket. My inclination was, you know, low ticket. So just to get more people in, but I'm so glad I didn't do that. It was definitely, that would not have been the right way to go. So I took a course. Um, within about three weeks of taking that course, I started building the course and I actually was i selling the program before it was completely finished. And so I kind of molded it to be what people wanted and yeah within about a month of taking that course i already had students um but really it's all organic no ads ever um wow. the reason mm-hmm, yeah the reason being um we started on youtube so that's my main source so youtube and the podcast were the number one etsy podcast and um it's all been organic but i was posting once a day filming editing posting every single day by myself i tried to do a month straight but then i got sick so uh, we were monetized within a month on YouTube and now we have over 50,000 subscribers and we have a whole content team now who does in-house, who does all of that.
1: So incredible. So so th- tell me around the time when you're making one video a day, kind of on your own, you know, the yeah. uh, M&M kind of origin story of, of editing yourself. So did, did you have an audience b- before that or was just like, all right, sh- straight to YouTube, I'm going to be kind of like the Etsy you know, the Etsy expert, how did you kind of start this channel from scratch?
0: Yeah, you know, I didn't have an audience, but I was, I was a blogger before. So I knew what it meant to be consistent and put out content and what that required. I also am a big um, Alex Ramosi um, follower, you know, in the principles and everything. He's one of my mentors, actually. So in terms of, you know, putting out the volume of of content and giving away for free what other people sell, um, that was really my take, my angle And it worked really well because no one was giving what we were giving on their Etsy channel, so it worked pretty quickly. I was filming everything on my iPhone. It was really rough looking, but you know, you have to start somewhere, you know.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. And if someone was to start, you know, where they are now, I'm I'm curious, you know, if you could go back in time or let's say someone listening has, you know. An amazing idea maybe a, a biz up course or, or something else high ticket and they're considering youtube potentially as a growth strategy obviously it's working would you say kind of you know do the same thing a video a day how would you come up with, with video ideas and thumbnails kind of what strategy or what system or, or, or process did you use and are you using like a one person band to you know have a great start on youtube and start building followers or subscribers, sorry.
0: So I, I learned to buddy and I follow um, Think Media for kind of direction on production and hooks and, and things like that. And you know, there's enough free things out there for you to learn how to build a channel, but it's a volume play. Like you have to start somewhere. You, you have to be willing to do it for like at least a year to, to see results. So you have to be in it for the long game. Don't expect results within the first month. Because it's it's got, you're gonna suck at the beginning, like you just will. So being open to being comfortable with that, and then just get that out of the way, right? Fail fast, and so YouTube is definitely the place to be, though. Um, just in terms of like establishing yourself as an authority, podcasts are great as well. It's funny because we repurpose everything on YouTube for a podcast, and we became the number one Etsy podcast only doing that. Which I mean, that we didn't put much effort into that, and um, but I do think YouTube they can see you. It really establishes that kind of like no trust factor, and then when you get on a sales call with someone, they feel like they're talking to a celebrity.
1: Yeah, I've heard you for, for hours already. Totally okay, cool. So, so there's Tube Buddy, which is software you said. There's Think Media, which is kind of great, great uh, free content, kind of launch YouTube channels, consistency, and also shooting with the iPhone. So a strategy, you know, I, I ideally, kind of ha- how much. Would you recommend people post per week? You're posting every day. Is that kind of the the thing to do, you think, a few times a week?
0: Yeah, I did it daily and then went to Mm -hmm. three to four times per week. Mm -hmm. And between, let's see, August and October, we made over half a million dollars with my phone doing that.
1: Yeah, I love it. Okay, okay, so tell us around – Everything kind of like after the YouTube channel, so you're you know you're posting every day, amazing content, amazing videos, really hustling, consistent. How are you turning these kind of views into you know paying customers? What does that kind of funnel process look like?
0: Yeah, so it's it's very top of funnel, but um, you can always add complexity to a funnel. You always can. Um, you can always make things more complicated and add more layers. But I wanted to really eliminate friction from the beginning, so it was straight to book a call with a link to my Calendly to book a free strategy call. And mm-hmm. um, that's what we did for the first probably six, seven months. And not even until six to seven months in did we create an actual opt-in and really focus on the email list.
1: Mm-hmm. Cool. Originally, Calendly, now you're what uh, driving to an opt-in for, for a lead magnet and then just trying to get people on a call with the lead magnet and the emails afterwards or...?
0: Yeah. So we, we do have mm-hmm. a really strong email marketing team now. And um, so cool. we, you know nurture sequences and things like that. So ultimately, we, we let that email list kind of take over. And that's just much more effective, I think, and getting people warmed up and ready to purchase. But we still drive them to Instagram, TikTok. We have a Facebook group now. So we're trying to be on all platforms. LinkedIn is something that we haven't touched yet. But I mean, our mm-hmm. ideal customers are there the most qualified leads would be there. So that's what we're going into now. But ultimately, you know, it was really very simple to begin with. YouTube, Instagram, the podcast, straight to booking a call.
1: Yeah, cool, cool. Okay. And this is like, when you mentioned your audience being on LinkedIn, is this is kind of like a, a broad, it is bizarre, but I would say right. it's hard to yeah. start an, an Etsy store from scratch. Is it like, is the target market kind of basically everybody like, very, very broad, assuming they have the budget or is a particular niche you, you focus on?
0: Yeah, about half of the customers, the people we target, are people who don't have an Etsy shop yet. Now, they are either going mm. to be broke, so they're trying to make money, or mm. they have a great career, they're burned out, they've hit their income, like earning potential kind of. And so they're financially qualified, um, in the, but they're working and they want to mm. start an Etsy shop from scratch. And then the other half of the people we help are people who already have a shop. So some of the people we help, they have shops that do $8 million a year. So, you know, it's wow. definitely a range of people who we help.
1: Totally. How do you think about like if, if someone is starting out and they're doing YouTube organic to try and get core sales? You know, right now you're doing an opt-in with like a big email sequence because you've got a team. Originally, you're doing straight to call. Yeah. How would you kind of, kind of recommend people set up that funnel if, if they're just starting out and it's just them?
0: You know, I think it depends on what you're selling and how compelling your offer is, because you don't have to get everyone on a call to purchase. We do over six figures a month only closing on Instagram and in email. Both of those individually are typically six figures at least minimum per month. So wow. um, and that's all it used to be me for the first eight to nine months, and then I hired a team of DM um, closers and setters. So, that's, so sick. You, know, you can hire that out full commission.
1: Yeah. And are you, oh, okay. Wow. So, so are you, are you still taking sales calls now? I assume not, right?
0: I shouldn't be, <laughs> but we hired a COO about three weeks ago and we just hired a director of sales who starts next Monday. So that's going to really remove me from that process.
1: You'll be damn. Okay. Wow. So you're teaching it and you're closing, you know, Multi six figures, sometimes seven figures a month on your own—that's crazy. So, okay, wow. Now, with I'm curious about these these DM setters. So you said that, correct me if I'm wrong, that there's some price at like fifteen k, and then also some at three in terms of the the court. What's the most kind of like expensive course that you've sold over DM?
0: Over DM, um, that would probably be about ten thousand. Over about ten thousand, yeah.
1: And what does that? That, that that process look like. So first of all, where did you hire that that kind of DM setup, or or where did you train them? And then how does getting people into the DMs and kind of you know uh, getting them to to buy the course from you? Where does that yeah kind of what does that process look like?
0: Yeah. So you know we actually found our initial closers, um, both who are on calls and in DMs through Cole Gordon's <clears throat> team, um, closers.io. Cool. Are you familiar. But once you're in that community of salespeople, then we kind of reached out through, you know, Jeremy Miners um, groups, and you know, once you're in that network, there's always people looking for opportunities. So that's where we find people. And ultimately, you know, DM closing is so nice for people who are moms or you know they have remote lives where they they can't be on calls necessarily, but they want to close people. So it's basically a sales call via messages. So all the tonality you know it's with words it's really interesting and it's the exact same process as a sales call basically
1: and then in terms of you know starting a conversation and actually kind of starting the message is it you know what like every new follower comes in you you message them do, do you have a process in terms of kind of starting these conversations with prospects
0: yeah so we we do a lot of you know engaging posts we'll put out polls and things and a, with these polls you know a lot of them are just also financially qualifying people. You know, for example, what did you do for a vacation this summer? I went, uh, you know, I went out on my yacht, you know, I went camping or like I couldn't afford to leave my house. <laughs> I'm like, okay, now you know who's more financially qualified. So we'll do things like that. Of course, we message all the new followers and we're constantly trying to give value as well. We have nearly, actually we have over a thousand testimonials for this program and that's really what sells this yeah
1: Yeah, okay and i'm curious whether it's you know you mentioned kind of selling via dm is the same as kind of selling via via phone it's just a different format how do you approach selling high ticket online courses because especially you know if people are starting out if they can i'm like you know try and go high ticket you know it's going to take more time but you know if you can sell one course at three thousand dollars that's you know what is it? You know, $130 course. So it's a lot easier to sell one. So like I, I, I try and push there, but sometimes people maybe don't have sales experience or, you know, anything like that. So I'm, I'm curious, kind of what does that process look like from someone booking a call with you from YouTube organic or Instagram to, you know, kind of getting them to, to obviously purchase the course and join the program as someone who's closed what, you know, freaking millions of dollars in, in the last 12 months?
0: Yeah. You know, it's so funny. My background is not at all sales. I was actually a buyer in e-commerce, so I worked with salespeople on the other side. There was no way, if I had known I was getting myself into a sales type of position, I probably would have been like, no, thank you. Because my first actually 11 sales calls, um, I did not close anyone. I almost went to low ticket at that point. I thought, this is not, and thank God I didn't. Um, A mentor of mine actually had a one-on-one call with me, reviewed my call and was like, this is where it's going wrong. So I made some shifts Boom, now our close rates about 80%. It's really about having the confidence in, in what you're selling and knowing that it's actually gonna help someone and having the mm. proof behind it. So belief in the product is is key.
1: Yeah. Totally, totally. Yeah. Alex Tomorsi even said like on a few of his videos, I watch him and he's your mentor, but he'd be saying that, you know, conviction is like the number one thing that that it looks for in, in salespeople and that makes the the biggest difference. And I see that as well. The more you're bought in and the confidence and excitement you have that the kind of other person is going to feel that you know so what does the actual pro- like, like process look like in terms of step by step like literally you know even before someone gets to the call uh, any kind of manual follow-up appointment setting stuff you know kind of confirmation before the call and yeah. then you know once you jump on the call what does that actual sales process look like from second one all the way to you know uh, kind of invoicing or striping or, or getting them to actually pay
0: Yeah. So basically with this, it's typically a one call close. Um, Our Mm -hmm. leads are very warm, you know, with our close rate, it's not that difficult. The calls are about 45 minutes at most, but I've gotten them down to like sometimes 20 to 25 minutes, um, which is really nice. Um, But it's basically when they book a call, they get to a call confirmation page with five videos they have to watch before the call. And it's just, you know, make sure they understand this is to learn about a program. It's not a free coaching call. Cause you know, as soon as people see me, they're like, I'm going to ask you a thousand questions. Um, so we really have to, you know, set that boundary at the beginning. And then, um, you know, we just go through really clearly understanding where they're at, why they booked this call. Like, why the heck are we here? You know, why are we here? And just, we get, we get right into it. We don't do any weird, funny business. It's really, why are you here? Where are you at? Um, are you going to get there on your own or not? If not, do you fit with our program? Do what we provide, does that fit with what you're looking for? And then we take them through, you know, brief overview of things. And then typically they sign up and we get them onboarded within 12 hours. We're really focusing on that customer success part of the process now. Yeah, So have a really smooth handoff into the program. And um, they pay, you know, on the call. They get a discount if they pay on the call too, which is what most people like to do
1: that's amazing. So the kind of call side, I I totally get that leading up to the call or even like like on the call, how do you qualify if someone has the budget? Because, you know, 3K is, you know, it's fair, you know, uh, still a lot amount of money and not everyone's going to have the the budget for that, I assume. Um, yeah. How do you kind of qualify prospects so that, you know, you're not speaking to, to to kind of people on these free strategy calls and, you know, and there's no hope of a, of a sale?
0: Well, there's certain um, countries that we're not mm-hmm. able to to par- partner with at this point um, just with our payment options. We do offer payment plans, and we partner with Elective. Uh, they used to be called Wise Bank, you know. Yeah, we work with them, and, you know, we can go out to 18 months on payment plans for people, interest-free, which is kind of nice. So typically if someone wants to do it, we're able to work it out for them.
1: Perfect. Yeah. What would you say, if you mind me asking, I'm just curious because, like, I'll, I'll tie this in to, to a second question, but what's the rough split between kind of um, – either, you know, know, pay just kind of like purely in cash versus like financing payment plans?
0: Sometimes it depends on the time of year. At the end of the year, people do, you know, want the tax deduction, you know, when they get their tax return in the spring um, or their refund, they have extra money. So they'll just do it then all in cash. So it just depends. I, I do see seasonality with people needing payment plans during different times of the year. But ultimately, it doesn't really make a difference to us since we still receive that amounts up front now anyways so.
1: perfect what kind of maybe explain roughly how financing works and kind of what companies and tools you mentioned WISE, but you're using let's say you know in the US to kind of help yeah yeah give people like a like a crash yeah. course on that
0: So man yeah. we looked at a, we looked at quite a few and mm-hmm. um you know we wanted to go with we didn't want to have five options we wanted like okay one solid option that would work mm-hmm. for most people so you have to mm-hmm. have a credit score of like about i think it's about 680 and Mm -hmm. to qualify be in the US or Canada for that one. And um, it's pretty simple. They actually just make the first payment on the call. This is very different Mm -hmm. from the process where they are getting an outside loan and then they receive this large sum of money and then like two, three days later, you're trying to collect it. Um, Mm -hmm. I personally did not wanna do that because I thought, well, what if this person wants to go out and like blow it on something else? I did not want to do that. It just seemed really clunky. So we like this mm-hmm. process where they get access immediately.
1: Yeah, yeah. And maybe if you could just, just explain kind of how the financing works. So it's a company, you sign up with them and then people like, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, just explain so, how that process works. Cause I still think, especially you know, with beginners they don't really yeah. know what this means.
0: Yeah, so elective, yeah. basically it's a bank. Mm-hmm. It's essentially a bank, a Canadian bank and they finance coaching and online education programs Now, you do have to be improved. I'm not sure exactly what their current terms are for approving people, um, but you do have to be established. And um, we actually got signed up with the uh, CEO himself, John. I don't know if he's signing people up himself anymore, but uh, he onboarded us and um, it was pretty smooth. We were one of their um, earlier clients when they rolled us out publicly in, in the spring and basically you just set up your business with them and the customer is paying them now but you get the full amount minus about it's about 12 to 27% on the front end so the customer then just is responsible for paying the bank and you're not, you know, chasing down payments or or dealing with anything anymore
1: yeah so good okay i love it i love it now i'm i'm curious you said kind of a a few minutes ago around that kind of two twelve 12 hour onboarding sequence. So, you know, you jump on the phone call, you sell the product high ticket, everyone's happy. It's like, great. Let me get you kind of inside, you know, you're growing this into a behemoth now, right? Like, you know, huge team, huge revenue. What have you learned and kind of what are you doing right now in terms of customer or client success to, yeah. to have awesome results? So yeah. yes. Yeah. So, so tell me around kind of outside of selling it, when you're actually in the program, how people can, you know, things people can do to get, you know, better results. Like you've got a thousand case studies now. Tell us about kind of client success. How do you think about that?
0: So it's funny because even though you can provide this amazing coaching program and they have access to you as a huge coaching team, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. I don't know if you've heard that, but it's like, you cannot force someone to ask for help. So, um, The way I've been saying things recently is I want you to be asking questions every single day until you are happy with your financial results. If I don't hear from you, I'm going to assume you are thrilled with the results. So I think we just have to really encourage people, give them prompts, ask, you know, what are two things I should prioritize in my business today? Here's my Etsy shop. Help me. Just say that and we can help you. Um, But we just need to know what, you know, if you need help. And then our 24 7 coaching, I mean, there is no other Etsy coaching program doing what we're doing. I really want our delivery and our fulfillment to be like the Rolls Royce of coaching. Um, coaching programs get a bad rap for dropping people off and like signing people up and then like not responding to emails and things. So we, um, our turnaround time is very you know quick. It's essentially one to one coaching, but just videos of your shop for you um, inside of a coaching group, which makes it really convenient. Um, convenience also makes people utilize it more, I find. So um, that's what we do. We also have a brand new director of customer success who does onboarding calls within your first 12 hours of signing up. You're invited to an onboarding call to really be taken you know, under our wing. And then accountability calls, we just started today. That's how quickly we're moving. We're just like
1: yeah. new, 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 yeah. go, go, go. She, product, yeah. product, product. I love it, it's awesome. Yeah on its face and what's the actual offer for, for the high ticket stuff so, so they have kind of you know text support with their team is in text s- s- support with your team they have options for one to one calls g- group calls tell me kind of on, on the high ticket end of the spectrum with your offer what's everything that you're that you're actually giving them what is that
0: yeah well, you know, I, I learned from Alex, um, from, you know, to really simplify things and not overcomplicate it. So we basically, we used to offer the course by itself or the course with coaching. Now we're really just focused on the course with coaching. It's the exact same program. You just choose how long you want coaching for. So duration is the only difference in our options. Six weeks, six months, 15 months. You just decide. And it's the exact same coaching though. 24-7 coaching, Zoom calls twice a week. Accountability calls, lifetime access to the program.
1: Love it. I'm jumping around everywhere. I- I'm so yeah. sorry, but you know, it's th- so much tougher. i want to cover everything. So, you mentioned as well when you're going either from, from Instagram or YouTube and you're getting people to book a call on that mm-hmm. page after the call. Somewhere uh, after the call, you have a, a a page with like five videos as homework before yeah. the first call. Is that correct?
0: Yes. Those yeah. are fairly pre handling objections. <laughs> Yeah,
1: love, love it. So yeah, so so tell us about kind of that page. How you use it? How you created it? Because it's super smart. It, it's yeah. pretty
0: much um, like five FAQ frequently asked questions. And you know, it, one is like, is this like those other ninety-seven dollar courses? And then I explain in a video. It's embedded. Mm. Why it's so different? Do you so have good. to know what you want to sell before you join? And then I explained, no, absolutely not. Does this work for digital and physical products? We always get asked that. Yes, absolutely. And questions like that. So that people understand what they're, you know, walking into what the offer clearly is.
1: Amazing. And these are just kind of five videos, each handling a objection on a page with like a headline saying, you know, thanks for booking the call. Watch these before your call with Dylan or something.
0: Yeah, exactly. On the, on the sales team, we have two other people now who take calls as well. So it's not just me. And we had to really... I'm trying to remove me from being you know the go-to for everyone because at this Mm -hmm. point with with this many students i really have to like i i used to have students like texting me it just got really out of control with how much access they had so now Mm -hmm. you know the expectation is they're going to meet with someone from the team or possibly me
1: cool and where's the community hosted
0: um kajabi
1: cool okay okay so the course and the community is in there as well awesome i love it i love it cool So you mentioned people selling digital products on on Etsy. Have you tried this? Do you have any kind of like, you know, crazy client or customer stories or examples of people selling digital products through through Etsy? Because I remember a while ago, one of my friend's girlfriends launched a kind of this like cool as creator UGC portfolio and, and you know, she was just running ads and kind of getting, I think, like a three or four ass just from an Etsy. So I'm like, wow, this is so crazy. So I'm curious if you have any, you know, examples or experience selling you know, digital products on, on Etsy.
0: Yeah. About half of the students we work with sell digital products, actually, you know, so you can wow. definitely hit like 10K per month doing that. It just depends on the price point. So if you're able to sell a higher ticket digital product, like, you know, a website template and maybe add a service component Mm -hmm. to that, like maybe installation, you know, something like that, you can make a lot more.
1: Interesting. So so do you have any examples of kind of people hitting 10K a month or more with these digital product offers on Etsy?
0: Yeah, definitely. Usually it's gonna be a product that has some kind of utility behind it. So not like, you know, mid-journey clipart or something like that. Um, It's typically something like a spreadsheet or, you know, a uh, template, website, web design, something B2B usually.
1: Love it. And, and how would you... So, obviously, you know, you'd create it, set up the delivery through Etsy and stuff. In terms of actually kind of selling it and, and, and getting customers, if someone wanted to test SD, Etsy, sorry, if with a you know with a digital product like that, B2B, what kind of marketing strategy would you use for that to, to get people to it?
0: Well, you, ha- you have to give it away. I mean, you just have to give it away. You have... Like people, people come out the gate, like pricing things way too high. Like, you know, I got like two sales in a month, like do you mean you're selling it for like $40, just have to give it away, get some customer mm-hmm. feedback, just increase your velocity of sales to jumpstart things. So different pricing strategies for different stages of your business is something we really focus on. It doesn't matter, you know, if you put a hundred hours into something, if you're only going to sell two in a month, you know, you might as well sell 200 and at least get that order number up. So you know, we, I really like to help those new shops get traction because most people, it's not intuitive knowing how to get traction on Etsy. So that's that's something we yeah. really work with you on. Yeah,
1: Totally. What you're doing is amazing. I'm, I'm curious kind of what the plan is for you. What's like the vision over the next kind of, you know, 12 months, 24 months where you want to take this?
0: Yeah. So we have pretty much a full executive team now um, on board, which is crazy to me. We nearly went through an acquisition over the summer, actually. Um, which was very interesting. I'm glad in hindsight that we didn't go through with it. But I do think with with margins the way they are, cash flow in the business so healthy that it's something good to keep full equity, you know, in. So I think next steps, you know, we we definitely probably have another 12 months of doing this organic, and then we'll probably turn on ads at some point, maybe a year from now. But we have so much more to do organic. I think we can easily 3X this organic and then Turn on ads, blow things up. And then um, we're also looking at okay, what outside of education could we do? Maybe like software, acquiring a software, building a software, something like that. We're definitely in this for the long the long game.
1: I love it. Yeah, that's so cool. And in terms of kind of like day to day right now, growing a, you know, like a kind of, because we have a few clients who kind of aren't hitting kind of, you know, multiple eight figures. Um, but you know they're on the way there, especially if they're selling high ticket and they are very, very profitable. Mm-hmm. Kind of, how do you see building out? Because you know you don't have a, you have like like a, a real business now. Right? There's employees and there's operations managers and you're killing it, and there's huge revenue. It's not you know just a product anymore. So I'm curious, kind of when you're you know when you're just starting out, getting core sales, how do you look to kind of scaling and, and growing and building like a huge kind of coaching business where you know the fulfillment's great, the customer success is great. the the marketing is great. I know that's a broad question, but it's like on that, you know, between that gap from, okay, I'm getting sales calls, I'm profitable. If I'm running ads, I'm getting sales to kind of ramping it up where there's a team and you can handle, you know, a million dollars worth of fulfillment per month. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it does. So I would say for sure, always looking to where the constraint in the business is, um, because, If you're not looking ahead and anticipating the next constraint, you're going to be on your back foot. So really working ahead and and looking ahead and seeing, okay, where is the next constraint at? How do I eliminate that, prevent that from even happening? So um, personnel, people is really where it's going to happen. So on the fulfillment side, right, building up a coaching team. Six months ago, it was only me coaching. Now we have 11 people on the team global coaching team. So really kind of getting ahead of that so that you don't become the constraint of the business, hiring out what you're not good at, you know, like I did my own videos for a few months by myself, probably a month too long, to be honest. So hiring out things that you're not good at, keeping your margins nice and high, only spending money on things that are going to make you money, not going out, you know, I my car is like 13 years old, you know, <laughs> I don't, that's not, you know, and I'm proud of that because it's like I could go off on that one. But anyways, really just focusing on the financial health of of the business and getting the people in place early enough to help you.
1: Totally. I do want you to go off on that car idea because I saw some rage there and and I know, you know, we may get a good story and it is important as well because, you know, there's so many like on TikTok and it's like, oh, you know, I'm like 17 and I make, you know, 20K a month. I'm like, I'm renting a Lambo now. It's like, well you know you you could have hired like two employees for that money who are going to, you know, 10x you. So yeah, tell us kind of give us the the words of wisdom because I'm sure, you know, people listening may want, you know, to to be that course millionaire and and buy a Lambo or whatever it is. Um so yeah, what do you think?
0: Well, it's I mean, it's easy to make money, but how do you keep it and how do you grow it? So we do real estate, we do the stock market, we do, you know, we do other other things with that. But how can you grow that money and put it to work because Nothing's guaranteed. You really want to have um, diversify your income streams early in the game. If you do that early, you'll see that compounding effect. I see a lot of people where their, you know, lifestyle inflation is a thing. Their income goes up, their expenses go up. For me, my expenses stay the same or go down while my income goes up, and that's why, you know, I'll never have a financial worry in my life. But people. I don't think they learn that nowadays necessarily. What really matters, you know, is that what people think about your car? (laughs) Like, is that really what matters? Or would you rather have, you know, seven, eight figure business that is thriving and booming and you're building, you know, an empire? What would you rather have, you know? perceptions not everything.
1: Totally, totally I love it. What well, we covered a ton. I'm keen to maybe have a, a few more questions specifically around YouTube, right? You're driving I assume so much traffic, so much revenue just from all, all organic YouTube. Kind of in terms of of traffic sources that become sales, what would that split look like in terms of you know, different platforms like 50% YouTube, 10% yeah. TikTok or, or whatever?
0: Yeah, TikTok we haven't even really Skim the surface on YouTube is probably where the most leads come from, but I would say our most qualified leads come from the podcast. Very different customers, different types of people who listen to podcasts versus, you know, who watch YouTube. And I see it clearly. So I would say, you know, YouTube is great. It's going to be like really wide reach, but, you know, just make sure that you. Stay focused on establishing yourself as an authority. The goal isn't to go viral. That's not going to make you money. You can make a lot of money with very few followers. We made probably half a million dollars with less than 10,000 followers on YouTube.
1: Um, Wow, okay. And and what's the difference between the podcast and the YouTube channel?
0: With the podcast, those people are usually listening to it when they're commuting. They usually have full-time jobs. They really value their time. Um, which means, you know, their time is worth something to them. They're willing to pay to speed up a process to learn something faster. And YouTube, it's going to be someone who has time to look at something. So um, that tells you something. (laughs) You know, if they have time to actually watch something, you know, might have too much time on their hands.
1: Definitely, yeah. I I can sense it happening right now. People listening to this, podcasters, you know, people listening to the orders, like, damn, yeah, I am busy. I'm smart. And then, and then, you know, people watching this on YouTube, like, hey, you know, getting you know, a little bit offended, but, but, but that's cool. Um, that's amazing. Okay. So you have podcasts kind of like educating people with that long form content. And then obviously YouTube driving kind of new people there, kind of getting attention and having both. Yeah. That was, um, that's great. In terms of, you know, uh, creating an online course, selling an online course, is there anything else you think that, you know, people sh- sh- should be thinking about or, or know about or any kind of advice or, or words yeah. of wisdom you can give.
0: Yeah. I mean, do not ever, ever, ever try to sell something you don't know about. Like, I see people try to learn something so then they can sell a course about it. And you, you really, really have to be an expert, a genuine expert. You will not last long if you actually don't know what you're talking about. Um, or if you're a very new expert. If you just learned this thing in the last year, I don't think you're seasoned necessarily enough to speak about it off the cuff for hours and hours and hours to the point where it comes across like you're an authority and you're authentic. Some of the feedback I get is you're so genuine and you sound like you know what you're talking about. And it's because I'm not even thinking about what I'm talking about when I talk about Etsy. People will see through it if you don't actually know what you're talking about. So you know, before creating a course and trying to make money, put in the reps and actually become an expert at something
1: first. Totally. Love it. Well, I appreciate you coming on. This was an amazing interview. Seriously, what you're doing is is crazy. It's inspirational. Gets me fired up. You know, what you're doing is awesome. And I really, really, really appreciate you you coming on and and sharing all your wisdom and all all your gold nuggets for everyone.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. And yeah, I look forward to sharing this with, with our audience as well.